following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 61 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. And we are the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, this podcast would not be uh, possible if it weren't for the wonderful sponsors of the show. We have, of course, Freelance Wrestling, uh, the official sponsor of the PWT cast. Uh, head over to IWTV, use the promo code FREELANCE, get a free 20-day trial. Uh, and then, of course, we have the wonderful people over at the Cryptic Closet who are running a sale right now. So go over there, check out some of their stuff. And hey, if you use the promo code PWTCAST, you get a whole ass 20% off. That's including on a uh, a very wonderful fanny pack. And if you're thinking, I've uh, listen, Scrump, I own fanny packs. doesn't get any better than the one I have. No, no, no. Uh, the Cryptic Closet is the home of the one and only Fanny DeVito fanny pack, which if you're wondering, yes, it is in fact a fanny pack with the likeness of one Danny DeVito. So head over there. Uh, if you're in the market for some Funko Pops or NECA toys, head over to M3 Toys. They've got all the best uh, Funko Pops and NECA toys over there. Their Back to the Future NECA toys are coming soon. I've been I've been patiently waiting out for those, but they're coming. And uh, if you use the promo code PWTCAST, you get a whole ass 10% off. And then last but not least, uh, we're all stuck inside right now. You know, pandemic, the world's burning. If you need some new reading material, head over to GorillaPublishingGroup.com and uh, buy some comics courtesy of Gorilla Publishing. Dave, this was not as uh, eventful as a week as last week. I a lot of the feedback I got up front was like, whoa, you guys had tons of comic book news to talk about because that's yeah. basically what the first 25 minutes of last week's episode was. Uh, yeah, this week, not as much comic book news, um, but we do have some comic book related news that they just announced. Yeah, uh, for those wondering uh, here at the PWT cast, a big thing that we talk about, this is your first episode also, welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have tons of friends of the shows who, who listen every week, uh, which, oh, by the way, we have to give a huge shout out to friend of the show, Clifford Frazier. The man yes. was wonderful enough to, he stopped by the store to pick up his order and was wonderful enough to gift me, you, and Vinny, because he wound up coming uh, Friday as well with a gift for Vinny. He gifted us these wonderful uh, Avengers pins that I'm going to I'm gonna put in my backpack because they yeah, just so They're sweet. They're chrome. So good. Also, shout out to uh, Kyle Akins, new friend of the show. He was telling us over at the Pro Wrestling Junkies group how you know he was listening to our episodes. Uh, and then, hey, uh, Jonathan Mayer. Mayer, not Meyer. Uh, yeah, that's that Meyer, he, he did a really cool unboxing video that I retweeted yeah. on the PWT cast page with a sneak peek, actually, at some stuff that we're going to be talking about and, and releasing. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, we normally we, we start off by talking some comic book news because you and I were big comic book fans. Uh, and as far as like comic book shows and things like that, The Boys is something that here at the PWT cast we love. If, if you're apprehensive yeah. about the show, haven't started the show, do yourself a favor. Watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. and It's amazing. Each episode is only about an hour long. Uh, but season two, I guess, uh, went up in 83% of viewers is the article that I was reading that like 83% just more viewers. So they went ahead and greenlit a spinoff, which is going to be this sort of described like a Hunger Style Games X-Men movie. 
as far as like uh, them being, you know, kids in college that are, you know, possibly going to join the seven, just superheroes in training, basically. But again, they described hunger game style. So don't really know how that's going to go. But I've got more than more than enough confidence in the boys over at uh, who produced the boys in and, and producing this because it's been such an awesome season. Like I know you said you you're finally caught up with this season, right? Yeah, I finally got to the last uh, or the most recent episode, and I gotta say, like a lot of shows, you know, they'll get that sophomore drop off, but like consistently, every episode's been really good. And it, for those of you that haven't seen it and are interested, I'll just give you a warning: it's it's a very adult oriented uh, comic book style show. So there's there's going to be some gratuitous everything you can think of, but um, they do it very well. And uh, yeah, this season has been going along quite well. I, I don't know if I want to give any spoilers, but um, well, it's rampant. I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about this episode a little bit yeah. just because it was a yeah. Frenchie episode. And for those of you guys know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Frenchie, the character. He, yeah, he's, he, very he, he's the one that made us canon in the boys universe. For those of you unaware, he wore the Kenny Omega elite shirt that uh, stank over here designed for him. Uh, but it was like a very Frenchie centric episode because very very early on in season one you you hear like you see he's like ridden by guilt of letting someone known as lamplighter get away and murder the grandchildren of their former boss like that is that is a whole story arc and you see him dealing with that and it comes back up again in this season and you actually meet lamplighter and it's not a spoiler because they advertise it in yeah. You know, the advertisements for it. Who's ironically played by Sean Ashmore, who was uh, Iceman in the X-Men yeah. movies. But you meet him and, like, just, again, just without getting into spoilers, like, you see how much Frenchie has grown, like, as a human being. And, um, yeah. you like, you it's just, it's really good. Like, one of my favorites so far. Um, you see a little bit more of uh, Starlight and Butcher, you know, those two getting along. So... Very, very good show. Again, if I can't recommend it enough. I hear the one thing with me, if you've been listening, you know, 61 episodes now so far, if you heard me on other podcasts, is I unapologetically love the things that I love. I will talk about them till I'm blue in the face, and even then I'll still keep talking about them. But it's a really good show. Check it out if you already have it. Um, speaking of shows and new shows that are, you know, coming, uh, John Cena is getting an HBO Max show. Uh, For Peacemaker. Yeah, he, he was announced as playing Peacemaker in the upcoming Suicide Squad, James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad, and they announced he's getting his own spinoff, which just it's makes pretty me... pretty incredible. Yeah, it makes me more excited for the, the new Suicide Squad movie. I've famously talked about how angry it was when i went to go see the the other suicide squad movie because like the trailer the, specifically the one with baldwin blitz hyped it up as like just something so fun so different that i was like yes this is this is their answer to deadpool this is their answer to guardians of the galaxy i'm i'm in i'm all in and then i actually went to go see the movie and it was not good uh yeah. This is the problem with a lot of DC stuff is they kind of don't know what they want to be. And, you know, the Justice League movie, Suicide Squad, it was plagued with, like, in the middle. They decided to pivot. And they're like, oh, well, the guy's like this. 
and they just Frankenstein these two movies together kind of. So it's nice to see someone like James Gunn who has like, I know what I want to do as ridiculous as it seems on paper. We're going to follow it through to the end. And it worked for guardians of the galaxy. It it works for people like Taika Waititi, you know, these non-traditional guys with great ideas. And like, I think they're starting to see the light audiences respond to this and they're taking it seriously. So, um, I can't wait. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. It's going to, it, I'm just, I'm excited. It's like John Cena is someone, John Cena is the goat number one, first off, but, uh, John Cena is someone who I don't think gets a lot of credit for how good his acting is. You know, he's not Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt by any means, but he's good. The things that I've seen him in, he's really good. And people forget that like for 10 plus years, he acted, he, he did improv every single night. Monday night. Yeah. Live. Uh, so that's, that's pretty fun. Another, I don't know if you heard the, the rumor of, uh, Keanu Reeves is supposedly coming to the MCU. He's, uh, he's been in talks for a role in the MCU since, uh, Captain Marvel. Like, since then, they've been saying, like, oh, he's going to show up. But it appears that Marvel's founder, Moon Knight, in Keanu. Um, how familiar are you with the character of Moon Knight? Um, I mean, I know who he is. Growing up, I've always been a, a DC guy. So Marvel, outside of, like, the major Marvel stuff, I, I wasn't too familiar with. Um, but I do know that Marvel or that Moon Knight has been a character that always pops up. Uh, from Marvel fans as far as what they want to see represented in other mediums. So I know a lot of people are happy about this. So, yeah, I believe, you know, he's Mark Spector. Who's like uh cursed by like an Egyptian curse. And um, he has like PTSD because he's like a war vet. Uh, again, don't quote me in any of that. I know someone right now is, is yelling at me. Yeah. Uh, but it, I'm, listen, I'm excited. Keanu's awesome. Like I'm excited that the world's finally like stopped making these jokes about Keanu. Cause for a while he was kind of just like the butt of the joke. And I've never. Well, understood- it, well and, and that's also like, not only is he getting kind of like, I don't know. I don't even know if he's ever really gone away. He's always kind of been around, but he's getting like this, second wind and people are really starting to appreciate him you know not only for like john wick but like people are starting to realize what a nice guy he is in in real life and like you know if if you guys ever want to shed a couple tears like go go on youtube and look up like the story of keanu reeves and he's just like always a square dude like and i don't mean that like a nerd i mean like he's he's cool and generous and kind and like you know that's refreshing to hear after we hear about like scumbags 24 seven, you know? Well, he famously like, and again, I'm don't quote me on it, but I, I believe he gave up his salary for, uh, the effects department on, guys. on, yep. <laughs> on, on matrix too. Like he just yeah, no. gave up his salary. I, I, I can confirm that because little do a lot of people know. I used to be a moderator on one of the largest matrix fan sites. So I know a lot about this stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, He's a cool dude, and you know, like all the John Wick stuff, it's him partnering with uh, his stunt double from The Matrix. So this is a guy that treats his friends well and treats everyone with a certain level of kindness. I'm really excited to see him in something like the Marvel Universe. So yeah, to see he's a treasure to see him interact with the larger MCU yeah. uh, universe. It's just 
Hell yeah. Um, I guess we should finish up our Marvel talk with, I, I mentioned to you right before we started recording, uh, apparently Fin Fang Foom is also coming to the uh, MCU. Uh, for those of you unaware, he's an Iron Man villain, actually. Oddly enough, he's like a, a shape-shifting alien that for some reason takes up the uh, appearance of a dragon. And he was never really going to appear in those Iron Man movies. Like, it just it didn't fit within there and they also were it was still more grounded as opposed to now where you've introduced like more mysticism uh you know via dr strange and you got your your scarlet witch and and all that stuff but he's uh supposedly appearing in shang chi which makes sense you know like it it makes sense that like they're going full-on mysticism with shang chi and that they would introduce that character then um I'm actually pretty excited for Shang-Chi just because it's yeah. something different. Like it's and we've heard some good things about it. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we, we've we've heard some good things about it. There's been some flies on the walls that uh have, have told yeah. us some pretty good things about it. Well, the show telling us stuff. Yeah. But it's also it's different, you know. They're like, "Hey, we're doing a martial arts movie," which in the MCU you haven't really seen much. There's been plenty of fighting, plenty of good choreographed fighting. Uh I specifically think back to Winter Soldier. There's a lot of oh, really excellent fighting yeah. in that. But this is well, that's, the thing, that's the thing about the Marvel Universe too. Is like, um, you know, people can just roll their eyes and say, "I'm not a comic book fan," but like, they have something for everyone. Like, you like uh, World War II stuff? They got it. They've got cosmic space epic stuff, uh, comic relief. You know, and now we're getting into like mysticism and, and stuff like that. I mean, there, there's really something for everyone in this universe yeah and that's the that's what i like the most you know the fact that it's they're just trying to broaden their horizons because at this point marvel doesn't really do much that fails like hell they just announced a nick fury tv show yeah how crazy (laughs) which like hey awesome i love sam jackson i have a feeling it'll probably more it'll be used to introduce sword for those of you know with sword they're like uh the cosmic version of shield for those of you unaware of Shield, uh, can't really help you there, man. <laughs> but it's it's awesome what they're doing over there. You know, I'm really excited about that. But um, before we get into this week's interview, we we had to address. Uh, we kind of have to address this up front. Um, the world of wrestling suffered a, a great loss in that of uh, Joe Laurinaitis, aka Road Warrior Animal. Um, specifically to pro wrestling tees, he was. Uh, he was a really great friend for us. Um, I, my one interaction that I that I'll always remember specifically with Road Warrior Animal was uh, it was after one of the C two E twos, and I came back to the shop for one thing or the other, and then Ryan messages me. He's like, "Hey, um, Road Warrior Animal wants some T shirts. Can you, uh, can, you know, can you just pull these from the store and you know hand them to him? He's gonna drive." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "All right, I gave him your number." And then I have, like, it's for the next 20, 30 minutes. It's just me and Rotor Animal back and forth on the phone and through text because uh, he was having difficulty finding his way to the shop. I guess he got lost on the expressway, whatever the case was. But it was it was just one of those things where, and we kind of talk about it in this week's episode, where you sit back and you're like, huh, this is my life. Where, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm sitting here, giving rotary animal directions on how to get to the shop and it's just it's very weird but he's always such a kind person you know always whenever he would 
do autograph signings for the shop or just come by the shop. Him and his wife, wonderful people. Um, loved Ryan. Loved, you know, embracing pro wrestling tees. I believe Ryan talked about how, like, he was very, very hands-on with almost all of his all of his designs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could tell you from first-hand experience, I've done a bunch of his stuff. And even, I mean, up to a couple weeks ago, he was like, hey, how, what about these mask things? And, like, we came out with, like, I think, like, five or six masks for him. And he just kept he kept coming up with ideas. He's like, hey, it'd be cool if you do this. And we're going back and forth. Um, very excited to give back to the wrestling fan and very excited about, you know, obviously his own merch. But um, he was a very big part of our ecosystem. I mean, if you go into uh, our retail store, we've got a, we got a set of pads up there. And, you know, Ryan famously dressed up uh as a road warrior so um yeah it's it's sad you know and as we go along we're gonna lose more of these iconic wrestlers that kind of built this thing that we love and that we kind of based our lives around so um you know he will he will be missed yeah it was it was really like terrible thing to wake up to and we're all we're all yeah we're all really bummed um so it, listen, if you have the means, uh, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and, and purchase one of his t-shirts. I know Ryan said we were working on a Memorial t-shirt, which at some point throughout the week should be, you know, dropped and announced. But if you can buy a t-shirt, it, it goes to his family directly. And again, very, very sad with, uh, passing of Joe Laurinaitis, you know, AKA Road Warrior Animal. Um, yeah. he, he will be missed, but let's, you know, let, let's remember all the things we loved about him. Let's remember all the, the positive memories that we have of him because death is inevitable. Death comes for all of us. And the one thing that people, like, I mean, some people remember to kind of just in the back of their mind is be a good person because once you leave this planet, once you leave this earth, this plane of existence, whatever it is that you believe your memories are the one thing that will remain. You know, people will will remember you for who you were. And if you're a pleasant to everyone, if you're a good person, those are the things that people will remember. Conversely, if you're a terrible person, that's how you will be remembered. Uh, But rest in peace, Joe Laurinaitis. Dave, this week's interview was a really fun one. Um, We got to sit down with Dana Massey, uh, she's the chief executive officer, I believe, um, over at all elite wrestling. And it was really fun. Like we tend to have these interviews where at, up front we'll be a little like, uh, worried about how it's going to go. But with Dana, it's, she's practically part of the pro wrestling T's family. You know, we've, yeah. we've been, several times. yeah, we've been working with her for what five, six years, however. Yeah. And, it was a really fun interview. There was some pretty interesting stuff she talked about, you know, being apprehensive about Matt wrestling, about all elite wrestling, how they almost went to the WWE. And it's just, it was a really fun interview. I'm excited for you guys to hear. Um, without, any, without any further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's interview with uh, one and only Dana Massey. <laughs> So right around the time that I started doing more pro wrestling tea stuff for Ryan, uh, I was always mailing a bunch of Young Bucks merchandise. 
And it was always, it wasn't ever to either of the Bucks. It was to someone named Dana. And I was like, who's Dana? You know? And like slowly, it's just, it just, it grew. You know, Young Bucks, I think it was like merch.com. It just kept growing and growing. And then soon it wasn't just like, oh, here's one box of like 50 shirts. It was like boxes upon boxes of stuff. And that was pretty much training for what came next because uh, she no longer runs uh, YoungBucksMerch.com. Now she's the chief marketing and merchandising officer at All Elite Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, with us today, we're very happy. We got Dana Massey. Dana, how are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for that great intro. <laughs> I, I miss I miss those small box days. <laughs> What's well, like I, I think about those where like, I would it was because Brian would just put me in charge of you know of all that stuff so it would be one maybe two boxes of of t-shirts or whatever other like hats whatever the case was and then I just think back to uh all of us in Vegas like bringing in all this merch into the venue and it's just crazy to see how like how far it's grown because again it wasn't that long ago that it was and again, presumably just from like the photos you would post and stuff and the stories you would tell us, like you were doing all that from home. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it literally like the whole process started back when I was pregnant with our oldest, my daughter, Courtney. Um, she's actually getting ready to turn nine next month. So it's crazy to see and kind of have her as like a timeline almost because mm-hmm. I was on maternity leave and I remember we were working out of our little apartment um, out in Riverside, California, and I would order stuff from you guys. I remember like I, my job before I was in property management when I had Courtney, but but my job before I got into property management, I worked with my parents. Um, My dad owned a machine shop. And one of the things that I was responsible for was typing up purchase orders and everything. So I had that mentality, like when you place an order, you have to write up a purchase order. And I'm sure Ryan probably laughs about it. Like I would make these orders and make it super formal and like make sure we look professional. Like it was so funny. And I quickly realized like Ryan doesn't need that formality. Like he's so chill and like so laid back. He's like, dude, just let me know what you need. Like sizes, you know, whatever. So, um, it was a fun learning experience in the beginning and we would order shirts for the guys when they would go do like PWG or, you know, other indie shows. We realized that guys were selling merchandise. I'm like, man, this is a great opportunity, you know, to make some extra cash. And we would come or Matt and Nick would come home with, you know, extra shirts that that they didn't sell or whatever. And if they didn't have another booking for a little bit, um, these shirts just sat. And so we're trying to figure out what to do. And that's, kind of when we got started with Young Bucks March, um, we started out, I think it was on Big Cartel or something like that, just kind of putting things up. And I remember we'd have people pay us through PayPal and I'd have to go and like hand write all the addresses out and we'd go to the post office and pay for the postage. And Matt would come home from the road and I'm like, all right, let's go to the post office. He's like, can I at least like get in a shower or like take a nap? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, we got to go get this stuff done. So it's, it is quite crazy. Um, just to think it was only nine years ago, kind of when we kicked everything off. And now we've got this huge company and all these different people that have, you know, kind of become part of it. And for you guys too, like I, um, I think the first time I got to take a tour of the shop was, man, it might've been in 2018. 
maybe last year. I don't remember, but I remember Ryan showing me like where everything kind of like started out and how small it was and now how much space you guys have. And then with the new building too. So it's been exciting to see your guys' company grow kind of along with us. It's super exciting. Well, I know personally for me and like I've, um, I've never told Matt or Nick just cause it's, it's, you know, I don't want to be like the fanboy and stuff, but <laughs> it, for, it's gratifying for me to be able to see just how far along they've come because Colt Cabana did a, a live podcast. It was uh, him, El Generico, uh, and Generation Me at the time. <laughs> not, not even the Young Bucks. I, I think it was Those like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were like all in town for a Dragon Gate show, I believe it was. And it was at Challengers Comics. Cabana would, would do a bunch of stuff there. And they were there. They were super nice. They were super cool. But the thing was, like, their merch line compared to El Generico's and Colt Cabana's, like, it's, it's it wasn't that long. You know? Like, there were some people yeah. going up to them. But compared to now, to where, like, I've been there. Me and Dave, we've been there yeah. firsthand. Like, Lines. You know, like, those yeah. two guys, they can the line will stretch all the way down Damon for us. Like it'll just be so long. And so for me to see like, you know, here are these two guys who are super cool, super nice. Like I, again, it's something that they wouldn't remember, but like I do. And so to see them from like, Oh, there's maybe five, 10 people in line to like, they can pack the pro wrestling store twice around the block. And like, they're so nice that they would sit there and have a full conversation with everyone, you know, until like leaving everyone satisfied, which again, like the wrestling fan in me appreciates people that do that because uh not all wrestlers do you know some mm-hmm. people out of the kindness of their heart do but there's uh i've definitely been at meet and greets where it's just you know what's your name okay here you go I'll take the picture all right nice to meet Scram. you bye yeah but like yeah. when we've done the autograph signings at the shop they'll sit there and they'll talk to people like they actually remember people which is always fun but again to see like how far along you guys came that's it's awesome, especially now with like AEW, because uh, I have specific memories. It was myself, Frank, and Ryan helping you out backstage for All In, along with Taffy as well. Yeah, yep. And just the whole thing is crazy. Like All In, just thinking back, even to like you mentioned Taffy, like her and I going into the ring, and like, well, you guys were there on the stage, right, with Ryan, like doing yep. the shirt cannon, like her and I having the slingshot in the ring, like. It's so crazy. And that was, can you believe that that was what, two years ago now? Like it's That's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. What's it's fun, gone by so fast. I, like I remember because you had, I feel you had the worst job and like you had to wrangle <laughs> everything together. Cause I remember we we're just like, what do you need? I remember you're like, somebody needs to go pick up these slingshots. I'm like, where I, okay. And I, like, I drove to the target and we, I remember that. and we didn't even know if they were going to work. Yeah. I know. And they were like water balloon slingshots or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. They I were, have them at my house now. My yeah. daughter uses them. <laughs> yeah. They were like the water balloon <laughs> slingshots. They did the job. They were great. Yeah. And even it was just so much of like how, like how DIY the show was. I don't think it's like talked about because it was like, I, I know I can, and it's not even just because I'm like, I work for pro wrestling T. So I'm like, yeah, we, you know, everyone worked so hard and did so much. Like, no, I was there on the ground floor. Like, we were, everyone's just, like, running around trying to get everything because there's no giant machine behind us that's been doing right. this for, you know, over 80 years now. But, yeah, like, it was crazy even to think, like, yeah, you guys are in the ring throwing stuff. And, like, I still have a video somewhere with Ryan because, like, the one thing with Ryan is as cool as a cucumber as he pretends to be, like, 
he does get like mm-hmm. emotional sometimes. And yeah. I remember me, Frank and Ryan are just like in gorilla. Basically we're waiting for, uh, for our queue. And Ryan's just like looks out and sees all the people. Cause like, I mean, I, and speaking for myself, I don't know how it was for you. I don't even remember seeing that many people because you can only really see like the first few rows. And then after that, it's just lights in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember him. He's just like, dude, he goes, I'm so fucking nervous. He's like, what do I fuck up? And we're like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you'll be fine. You know, like we're throwing t-shirts out into the audience. Like if the t-shirt gun does it, does it work? You know, like it's fine. Just pretend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, having seen that and kind of where it is now, like what, what, is, what do you feel has been like the most rewarding thing? Because again, like AEW's only been around for what, a year, I guess, like, you know, as far as like half year and change. But it feels, um, but it feels like you guys have just been around so much longer. It does. Like I, I feel like, I mean, we always have had that dream and like idea of like having our own, essentially our own wrestling company. Like, of course, we're not the ones that own it. Tony does, but um, we had such a large part in putting this together. And what. I think makes it so special and so great is Tony is such a huge wrestling fan himself. Like, and he knows that all the people that he brought in to start this out, like he built such a great team, especially with the four EVPs alone. Like you have four of like the best guys, you know, they were all like the basically leaders of bullet club. Like they led such a great revolution in the wrestling industry. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like it's hard to kind of pinpoint one, like big moment for us. Um, I know for me personally was all in, it was just being able to prove to ourselves that we could do something like that. Cause like you said, we didn't have a large machine behind us. Like we literally were doing everything ourselves. Um, we had credentials that were made and I remember we had, um, Matt and Nick's sister DJ, she came to our house and helped me put like all the lanyards on all of the credentials. And, Um, so even down to like little details like that, like we had people helping us and like backstage, we, I have time hop on my phone. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the app, Mm -hmm. but it pulled up like everything from like that date, like previously. And so recently, obviously earlier this month, I had a bunch of videos pop up from all in and we had, um, Cody and Brandy's agent. He's a good friend of ours, Brian Wittenstein. He was even helping us carry stuff in to the venue and everything too. So literally it was like, all hands on deck. And it was so cool to kind of see everybody come together as a team and just looking to see where you can jump in and help. Like you were saying too, like we needed something to throw t-shirts and like you went around in the store for us and got things like that morning, Matt and I and Brian went to target to get like a bunch of waters and a bunch of snacks for all the guys and like to have in their locker rooms. And so that I think was such a great moment, but then also like that was a moment in itself that I'm super proud of. But the feelings that I had that night were completely different than the feelings that I had when we were in Japan on New Year's when the announcement went out about AEW. Um, and I remember having the conversation with Ryan to pull the trigger for the Pro Wrestling Tea store to launch our shirts because we literally like <laughs> we just kind of pulled the trigger on that kind of like last minute. We're like, okay, we know we have at least a few different designs like ready to go. Like, let's put this up right now because we know we knew as soon as the announcement was out, like people were going to want to start buying merch to kind of help represent and, you know, support us and everything. So that moment 
was a top moment for me too. But I mean, overall, it's crazy. Like I never in a thousand years would have guessed if you told me 10 years ago that I was going to have a job in the wrestling industry, like I probably would have just laughed at you and been like, yeah, right. I don't think so. Like (laughs) this is not where I expected to end up, but it's crazy because I'm here and I love my job. Like it's, it's incredible. Never in a thousand years did I ever think I was going to do this, but here I am and I'm loving every single second of it. Well, I think it's safe to say from like for myself and Dave, like we've been there firsthand for that. Like mm-hmm. we mentioned even for uh, in, for Double or Nothing in Vegas, like yeah. again, a lot of it was just us doing it because it's like the first, you know, like big show and same thing. We're still, I think uh, you mentioned Cody's agent. He was, even then, he was backstage like helping us out and running around and like it, it very much shows like there's, Dana, when you know we're all relaxing in the Bahamas and uh, right. you know hanging out and stuff, then there's also like Dana when she's at work and you're just like, I need someone to go do this. Can someone do this? Cool. Can someone go do that? Cool. And it's not like it very much shows like, okay, the work hat is on and let's go ahead and get this done. And once that's done, cool, we can all sit back and you know have our laughs and, and do everything. But like, just again, to to have been part of it, like even not as much as like Ryan has or even Dave, cause you know, you've mm-hmm. done a lot of like the artwork and stuff. It feels like rewarding for me as well. When like at the end of the night, it's like, Oh, okay. Everything went as like as smooth as it could have been specifically yeah. because everyone was running around like a chicken without their head. Like yeah. <laughs> very, very much like a few hours earlier. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll even say from like my perspective, you know, so you'll always get like the snarky wrestling fan that says, oh, she only got that job because of who she's married to. And I, I think Brandy gets that to a large extent, too, from a lot of mm-hmm. people. But, you know, these guys don't see like we've been on email chains at like nine thirty, ten o'clock here in, you know, in Chicago where you're like, hey, let's get this. What do you guys think about this? And I, I see you putting in the work. And like what a lot of people don't see, it's like you're a wife, you're a mother. And then you're also, you know you've got this great position in AEW and you're finding the time to put it together. And a lot of people just like hand wave stuff like that and say, Oh, that's, that's easy. But it, you know, you and I both know a lot of times coordinating some of this artwork or getting uh, wrestler approvals or just the timing, right. On stuff. Like if Chris Jericho yeah. says something really silly and you're like, we got to get a shirt out, you know, you're working there deep into the night with like Ryan and I, and you know, and then it goes over like Berto's, you know, he gets the final product. He's helping ship it. And there's a lot of moving parts that happen, but a lot of that doesn't happen without someone like you in place at the company, you know? You're so sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's um, it's always been something that's part of my DNA. Um, Matt calls me a workaholic all the time. Um, I, I can't ever not, like, I can't ever not be working. Like I remember back when, um, I was on maternity leave with our son who just turned five, Zachary. Um, I, the property that I was working at, um, went to market. It sold while I was on leave with him. And I didn't know if I was going to have a job to go back to when my maternity leave was over. And so this was back in 2015. Um, my last day was like the beginning of October and that next week, Matt and Nick ended up signing, really good contracts with ring of honor. And Matt was like, Hey, like you can stay home now. Like you don't have to worry about working. And I'm like, forget that. Like I need something to keep me busy. Like I'm going to grow young bucks merch. And so that's kind of when everything really took off was like 2015, 2016. 
Um, I got to know our mail, mail carrier really well because I found out I didn't have to go to the post office to drop off packages. I could set up a pickup and that was like the greatest thing ever having a newborn and a then four-year-old. It was the greatest thing not having to get them out into the car and carry all the packages and stuff. So um, I have always worn all the different hats. And now with COVID, it's introduced a whole nother element to this because not only am I mom, wife, executive for AEW, but then I'm also a teacher too. You know, my Zach is in kindergarten this year, Courtney's in third grade. So it's doing all of that. We're hundred percent distance learning at home. Um, our schools aren't allowed to go back on campus just yet here in California. So that's a lot of my day too. And that's like the first part of my day, morning, afternoon, I'm doing schoolwork with them. And then I, most of the time, honestly, I get my best work done at night once mm-hmm. they've gotten to bed. Cause then I can kind of focus and I don't have very many interruptions. And like, I'll be sitting there texting Ryan at nine, 10 o'clock at night, my time. And he's still awake too. And I know you guys are on some of those emails, so you see them too, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's definitely not easy. Anybody that says that I have it easy, I kind of laugh. So I'm like, Oh, if you could just come spend a day in my shoes, like it's, it's tough. I manage it. I think I do a pretty good job. Um, it keeps me sane, which sounds kind of crazy, but, um, I do better when I'm really busy than if I don't have something going on. So I appreciate all of it that's going on right now. I very much relate with that. Cause like, I've, I've also just always been that way. Like I grew up with like, my parents are just always working. They always had like something to do. So it was kind of just like instilled it, like instilled in me when I was like younger and like, yep. like today Frank and Ryan aren't at the shop. And so like I'm in charge and I could just be like, oh, kicking my feet up and like you guys do everything, but I'm I'm very much like no 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 let's find something to do like I don't like just you got to lead by example exactly yeah. it, it was like a lot of that so I can like when I hear someone else also has like that work ethic it's very much like oh okay and that's also why like even kind of touching back with like all in or whenever we do any any sort of events I'm always just like yeah I'll help like yeah. because it's, it's just you know you never know what like things happen like I I remember. Uh, for the pre-show before all in like Ryan's like, Hey, do you guys want to come early and help? And I'm like, sure. Expecting to just be handing out like uh raincoats or something like that. And then, <laughs> and then Ryan's like, Hey, do you, do you want to go pick up Okada from uh, his hotel room? And I'm just, I'm staring at him. Like, how is that even a, how, like, how is that even a question? Yes. Right. Immediately. I will, I will do that right now. Um, what are some of like the weird like positions you've found yourself in and kind of like stepping back and thinking like, huh, like this is what a crazy time. Yeah. Like this is my life now. Um, it's funny that you bring up the raincoats. Cause I forgot about that with the first show with all in like there, we had like thunderstorm and like lightning warnings. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and we kept going back and forth, back and forth. And we were going to be able to do the all out party or whatever. I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. That was so stressful. Ryan and I were like texting all day. We're like, oh my gosh, this is going to suck so bad if we have to pull the plug on this thing. Like, poor Ryan. I think he was much more stressed out than I was because I think I was running around and worried about other things going on. <laughs> like, I didn't have time to worry about the outside party. Um, I don't, man, I'm trying to think. I, I think for me, it's meeting these different wrestlers that I watched when I was a kid, like Jericho. Matt Hardy was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um my, my dad was always into watching wrestling and I remember my mom always kind of like poking fun at him, like saying it was like his soap opera cause she was huge into soap operas. And so that was kind of like her thing to like pick on him, whatever. Um, but I remember sitting down like watching the Hardy boys and like seeing Jericho and, um, 
I don't know. It's crazy. Like, cause I see these guys as just normal people too. Like now that I've worked with them for a while and stuff, but at the same time, it's like a little bit of that, like star starstruck kind of thing, you know? So it's very much kind of like even the same with us. Like, like I mentioned, like I was like a, a fan of your husband and your brother-in-law mm-hmm. and like, now it's you know cody kenny all of them and now it's to the point where like if when they come through to the shop it's kind of just like oh hey how are you just like very much just casually speaking yeah and there'll be like newer people who work there who are just like you know the young bucks i'm like yeah 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 you know i'm like they're they're really nice people nice yeah Yeah, and they're like like, do you do you think they would take like a picture with me i'm like yeah like i'm sure if you go up there and ask them and then there's that always like i mean even with like and I'm pretty sure it's the same with you where as much as we get that with like wrestlers, like you mentioned the, the legends that come through and you're just like, Oh my God. Like I remember the first time I met DDP, I'm like, DDP is huge. Like he, he was sitting down and he was still taller than Ryan was standing <laughs> up. And I'm just like, that guy's lanky. Yeah, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this guy's giant. And so I, I can definitely relate with you. Uh, at least on that part, uh, you mentioned yeah. your father was like super big into wrestling. Um, so wrestling was definitely around then before Matt. Yeah, but not like I never really sat and watched with him. Like I remember maybe a handful of times, like, you know, kind of seeing what it was all about. But I never really got into it, mostly because, you know, like I said, my mom always kind of poked fun at him about it. So mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, whatever. I wasn't really into it. Um, but yeah, like I remember when Matt and I first started like hanging out and dating him, telling me that he was going to be a professional wrestler. Like that's what, you know, he was looking into, um, for like his career. And I just thought, what in the world? This is like the most like weird thing ever. So I, I, I feel horrible mention like admitting to this now, but like I straight up told him like, uh, I think you need to maybe rethink your decision. Like, I think it'd probably be smart for you to like go, you know, enroll in some classes, like go you know, go back to school. Um, thank God he didn't listen to me. Could you imagine? (laughs) I don't know what would have happened. Um, but it was a sore spot for us. I have not always loved wrestling. Like I said, if you had told me, I mean, 10 years ago, I would have believed it maybe a little bit more, but like, so Matt and I have been together for over 17 years now. God, that makes me sound so old saying that out loud. Um, (laughs) but when we, when we first started dating, like our first few years, like it, he was very determined and very adamant about his wrestling. And I just, I didn't understand it. Um, his parents have always been huge supporters of him and Nick, you know, reaching their goals and their dreams. And I mean, gosh, their dad has built, I don't know how many different rings for them, um, growing up in their backyards, I think like two or three, but, um, I just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And so there was one point where Matt and I, like, I basically gave him an ultimatum. Um, and he chose wrestling. And so we went our separate ways and we split for a good amount of time. It was like a year, year and a half. And I really, we were going to get back together. Like I had gone off and started seeing other people and he went off and started seeing other people too. And we just, we kept finding ourselves coming back to each other. Um, he ended up coming out. I will never forget. It was my 21st birthday. I was out in Vegas, typical, typical birthday for a 21 year old. Um, and he drove out by himself, which is like a three, four hour drive from where he lived at the time he drove out and basically won me back. And we decided right then if we were going to get back together, that that was it. Like we were going to get married and whatever. So four months later, I think he proposed to me and then we got married the following year. And 
and we're coming up on our 12 year anniversary now this November, which is crazy. So it definitely wrestling has never been not, not never been, but I, in the beginning, it was not something that I was crazy about. Even when we got back together, I remember we would have date nights scheduled and he'd have to cancel because he got last minute booking or, you know, whatever. But now I realize that's all those sacrifices that he's made, you know, then I didn't understand it in that moment, but I get it now. And that's one thing that has been a huge silver lining for us this year um, with COVID as like silly as that may sound, we're getting so much family time back that we missed out on because he was doing wrestling and, you know, his tours, gosh, his tours with new Japan. Um, I think it, uh, the super, is it the super juniors that's in October? Yeah. You guys. Okay. So that always fell, um, in October, November, which he would always miss Courtney's birthday. And then our anniversary and our anniversary is November 1st. And so we, he missed a lot. Like he was there for court's first birthday and then missed like the next several birthdays after that. So we've had like our own, um, like little family things that we've done. Um, I can't think of the word, but so we've tradition, we've made, you know, our own little family traditions to kind of make up for it, but it's been great this year. Like we're getting so much extra time at home. Um, dare I say that we're starting to get sick of each other. I feel like once we start sick of each other, then it's time for him to go back on the road. (laughs) But it's, it's been good. Like he's gotten so much more time at home. It's been great to have him home on the weekends. Um, which we didn't, you know, it was the opposite schedule before. Like he'd be home during the week when court was in school and then he'd be gone on the weekends when court was home. So it's cool that like our schedules kind of align, um, near perfectly now so that we've all got our work during the week and then he comes home just in time for the weekend and we get to party as soon as, as soon as he gets back. So, well, so like as, as a wife, I'm sure there's several times he's come up to you and said, Hey, there's a big, you know, there's probably several big moments in his wrestling career where he's like, Hey, I'm gonna have to be in Japan for a while. And, uh, or even like, we're going to bet on ourselves and we're gonna start this wrestling company. Were there times where you're like, Oh man, it's, it's worked almost every time throughout the career, but like, I'm really scared about this one. Have you ever like experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. So the summer of, what was it? 2018, I guess when everything was going on, he had been talking to triple H at WWE. Mm -hmm. And I really thought for a moment that like, that was the direction we were going. And then Tony's name came up and I've told Tony this before. He thinks it's the funniest thing. I flat out told Matt not to pick the tone up, the, not to pick the phone up for Tony. I'm like, how many times do we hear this? Like a rich fan started his own promotion, like blah, blah, blah. I've heard it before. Like what's going to be different this time. And he was like, I don't know. He's like, I just have a good feeling about this. I feel like we need to hear him out. I'm like, all right, fine. But I want to be in the room. I want to hear what he has to say, like whatever. So I was pretty skeptical. Um, I have to say at the beginning of that, but very quickly I realized that this was like a legit thing. Um, and there were times where like, we weren't sure what to do. Like WWE was kind of the safe bet. Like we knew like, you know, that would all like, they've been around for years, right? Like we knew that that was an easy choice, but then it was like, okay, if we go with this other thing, of course we didn't know it was going to be AEW at the time, but if we went the AEW route, it's a huge leap of faith that we're taking. Mm-hmm. And it could easily sink if we don't, you know, have the right things in place. And I will never forget Tony from the very beginning had always had the plans to get T on TNT on board. 
And I remember Matt and I just kind of looking at each other and like laughing amongst ourselves, like cool dude. Like that's a great, like a great dream to have, but I don't know if that's going to happen as soon as you want it to. He just, he proved us wrong on everything, which was great. Like he doesn't take no for an answer. Um, he's very, very passionate about wrestling, which I said earlier, you know, I appreciate so much. It makes such a huge difference. Um, so yeah, like I, I don't know that that was like a big thing for me, like making that decision too. And the other time I remember being hesitant was, um, I think it was when AJ left to go to WWE. We were out in Japan and Matt told me that he and Nick and Kenny were going to start like this trio and they were trying to come up with a name. And I was kind of hesitant about that too. Cause I'm like, okay, I know you guys are part of bullet club, but like this seems kind of risky too. And that's when they formed the elite. And even that was like kind of scary too. Now I kind of laugh cause it's like, Oh my gosh, that was like nothing compared to like what we're dealing with now. But at the time, you know, it was a big decision for them. And thankfully it was the right thing, you know, for them to do uh, look at how big the elite name has grown now. And heck elite is right in the middle of the name of the company that we all are working for now. So. Well, with the, with the WWE thing, like that's the easy money. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's so easy. Cause like a lot of their friends ended up going and, right. But, like, I think you guys are probably a lot happier betting on yourselves because, like, all those friends that went over, you, you hear all these stories about everyone's kind of miserable. You know, right. we're, we're not trying to start talking trash about WWE. But no, like, not at all. But there, there is something special about saying, uh, hey, we did our due diligence and we're going to build this from the ground up. And, yeah, like you said, that, that whole elite thing is, like, the cornerstone of the successful company now. And, um, you know... Had they made the jump to the WWE, it may have been like three or four years, and then they're like, ah, we don't really want to do this anymore. But then you miss that opportunity, you know? Right, and that's, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm one that is a big believer of everything happens for a reason, and mm-hmm. I knew that we were going to be fine either way. Like, that's something that Matt always promises me, is that, you know, he'll he'll make the best decision for that moment, and he'll make the best of it, and he'll make sure that we're always, you know, taken care of, and that we're happy and everything. So, I mean, it, WWE was definitely a front runner for a bit. Um, I, like I said, I really, really thought that that was the direction we were going to go. So never say never, you mm-hmm. know, it's one of those things like you can't, you can't ever trash talk that kind of thing. Cause it's like, you don't, right. you don't know what's going to happen. You know, what's happening now is now, but year, two, three, four, five years from now, you know, you don't, you don't know what situation you're going to end up in. I also think it's like you mentioned, which first off, uh, not if they do it, but when they do a Young Bucks movie, because they've already got a book, so clearly a movie, yeah. a movie is going to happen. The scene, <laughs> point, right? the scene of Matt like driving to Vegas with some sort of like you know like love song playing behind it. That's <laughs> he's like, I gotta get her back. Yeah, he's like, I gotta get her back, you know, and just something's playing in the background. Um, but like, it's it's normal to doubt, even you know, to have those feelings of doubt because essentially, essentially, what a young Matt. Massey was telling you was I'm going to be a superhero I'm right. gonna be a rock star it's you know which we all know people who are like oh I want to I want to be an actor and it's like okay you you can you can be an actor it's the yeah. it's easy it's right. just very much in the same way of being a wrestler that's easy but yeah. when you want to be like oh I want to be Brad Pitt right. I want to be Leonardo DiCaprio or I want to be the rock the you know John Cena those are two different things and so, you know, so especially like at a young age to be like, no, 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 this is what I'm going to do. I'm so sure of it. 
of course anyone would like doubt that because as much as you believe in someone like you always got to have that like kind of how you mentioned like all right maybe you can do it but like you should also have a backup plan and you find with most times in wrestling it's always just like nope this is just this is all i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do it like even jericho in his book talked about how he, he you know his parents were like we well, still have to go to school and he's like all right what i'm gonna go to a journalism school or broadcast school so that i can get better at my promos like still found a way yeah. and it's just it, it's awesome to hear that like even then it was just like mm, no i'm okay like i, I think i'm yeah. still gonna work uh at doing this and clearly you know betting on yourself paid off it's it's like we we, we mentioned it would have been easy to you look at kind of how like Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson talked about like, Hey, they took, they took that deal with WWE and then we're almost just immediately like, Oh, yeah, probably shouldn't have. And that's not the case for everyone too. No, that's not right. thing. So, yeah. Um, but no, I, I remember when the whole AEW thing was really starting to pick up steam and then Ryan's like, Hey, we got to make a logo for all elite wrestling. And I, I remember going, Oh, it's, it's real. This is this is crazy. Yeah. So you know, we, we were tossing ideas around and we were going back and forth, and uh, yeah, I remember launching the store and thinking, "Here we go!" and and just yeah. seeing the announcement and it was like the excitement. Um, you guys have seemed to captured, seem to have captured, um, like the imagination of like the whole wrestling world, you know. And, and we're seeing it in, like the ratings, you know, between you and NXT and stuff. Um, but what's that like going and? going to events and seeing people wearing stuff that like, you know, you're, you're pretty much in charge of for AEW and it's, it's kind of like a mini empire. Yeah. It still blows my mind. Like, um, I talk to Ryan about this all the time. I'm always so afraid once we approve a shirt, I'm like, shoot, what if it doesn't sell well? Like, and I'm sure you probably have somewhat kind of the same feeling yeah. too, like the training for us and stuff. It's like, we think something looks great, but then crap, what if the fans think the opposite and they don't like it and then they don't buy it. Um, but it's, it all, it will never like become normal for me to look out in the crowd and see all the shirts that we've worked together on and on people's bodies. It's so crazy. Like even seeing stuff at hot topics still, like I fangirl for that all the time. Like I still go and I look at the tag. I mean, not now obviously because of COVID and stuff, but I remember going, I, we just, I had a picture of time hop again. I swear. Um, I, I live with my memories. Can you tell? <laughs> um, but I took a picture of, I'm trying to think what shirt it was. I think it might've been the golden elite shirt that we did. Um, but I took a picture of the young bucks merch logo inside the shirt at hot topic. Cause I thought that that was like the craziest thing ever. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such a proud moment for me. It's like, it's like having lots of kids, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's just, it's a very proud thing. And it's a constant reminder of all the hard work and stuff that we put into this. And the fans keep showing up for us, which is insane. Like, I love our fans so much, um, even more so now with AEW and how much it's grown. Like, I really thought that during, like, when all this COVID stuff first happened, I thought, man, our sales are going to tank. Like we're not going to be probably be, you know, having to come up with that much merch. And it ended up being quite honestly, the complete opposite of that. Um, we've, every time we have a sale, we hit our record. I feel like, um, our fans just keep continuing to show up. So I think it's kind of been a blessing in disguise too, with wrestling, um, as weird and as crazy as it is right now with the pandemic and stuff. I think that it has created a very, nice distraction 
for a lot of the wrestling community. Um, I don't know. I mean, if they keep buying it, we're going to keep creating it, right? Like it's, it's such a fun thing to work on. Well, and, and I mean, like, what what's the one knock that always got levied at AEW? It's like, oh, you're a t-shirt company. It's like, well, that's a good thing, right? Right. You know like, I mean? we're, we're selling merch. Thing, right. If that's the worst thing you have to say about us, then thanks. You're, I'm doing my job. Yeah, like, you're doing good. See, I, I remember myself, like, again, when all of COVID ha- started to happen and no one really even knew what was going on, like... I remember having the conversation with Ryan where he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And myself and, and Nick, Matt, Matt Nix, who works over at the shop, like I remember at, like at one point us kind of just, because Nick, you know, he, Ryan lets him rent out the, the wrestling school over here and Ryan lets me live over here to have like, you know, this recording studio and stuff. And I remember like us contemplating, have me and Nick having this conversation of, you know what, let's go in there and tell Ryan like, hey, don't, don't worry about paying us right now. Like, we're fine. Let's take care of everyone else because there was just nobody knew. Nobody knew what was going to go on. And then just people kept buying and buying. And like it got to the point where we were getting backed up because, you know, we're working with, it was like, with, with limited staff. And we kept thinking, all right, maybe next week, like it'll slow down. And it just it kept going, which again, a weird thing when you, you think during a pandemic, like the last thing people want to do is spend money. But Mm-hmm. no it was it was a blessing in disguise people yeah. wanted to spend more money and i i think it speaks more to like how dedicated people are to aew because yeah. i know i know speaking for myself i was kind of like a lapsed fan at a certain point where uh it's it, seeing seeing how the sausage is made yeah you're you so know, close to it you're, you're just like yeah. oh i don't want another hot dog it's okay but when all this started coming up it was just like oh okay like there was definitely like an all-in like uh like a not hangover but just like afterwards it was like oh like i kind of missed that and mm-hmm. you would have like your occasional yeah. events you know your like your bigger ring of honor pay-per-views or your new japan shows where you're like oh yeah this is kind of close to it but like once aew started to happen and i'm very much the same way that you are with like time hop and looking back at like like facebook mm-hmm. memories a lot mm-hmm. of the time yeah because it's just like i'll sometimes sit back and like whoa like the it's so crazy that like we've been a part of this granted you know not not on the level that like you are where you're experiencing this firsthand but even for us to like oh yeah like we make their merchandise like it doesn't go like it's not just like oh yeah just another day at like the office like for us it's very much like holy shit like even with uh all out like normally it's here in chicago and i think everyone at the shop we were like, bummed yeah we we're a little yeah. bummed like we had fun we had fun watching the show at ryan's house like i, I don't know he was messaging you mm-hmm. uh oh yeah I got, a, I got a picture of you guys all hanging out watching <laughs> but even, even that it was like one of those things where i think like at a certain point i think it was michael who was like man we would have all been there if uh like if it wasn't yep. for covid and i was just yeah. like i was like oh yeah I- I told Ryan I really miss sitting front row with all of you guys for Matt's match this year. It was so sad. That's one thing. Like I tell Ryan this all the time. Like I love coming to Chicago. I love seeing all of you guys. You guys all feel, and I feel this way with everybody. I feel like now in wrestling, especially with AEW, like I feel like you guys are all part of like our extended family. Mm -hmm. And I think more so with you guys specifically, because we have worked with all of you for so long. Like obviously I've gotten to develop, you know, further, like deeper relationships with you guys over the last like year and a half since AW started. And I feel like I'm dealing with you guys a lot more than I did before, but, um, getting to come and sit with you guys. I remember the first time, I think it was, was it all in or was it all out last year? I think it might've been all in. 
I don't remember, but one of the first times he asked me if I wanted to come sit with you guys, or maybe it was double or nothing. Cause you guys were all out there for double or nothing too. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that may have been the first time I remember him asking if I wanted to come sit front row. I'm like, are you sure? Like, is that okay? He's like, yeah, come hang out with us. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so fun to like sit with all of you guys and kind of be like part of the family. So I appreciate all of you guys. It's, it's been such a wild, well, wild ride. It's very much like in Ryan's nature where like I've been around him, specifically with him and Frank, like them and all their friends, they have been friends since forever, since forever, yeah. since they were yeah. li- literally kids and mm-hmm. they've still been friends and they're always around each other and they all, you know, they, they get together, they do these things. And so you see at, at like Ryan is there for the most part, kind of just wrangling everyone together and, you know, organizing everything. And he's very much the same way, like with wrestling shows, like, I, I believe we've talked about it for, for double or nothing. He bought like the first mm-hmm. three, four rows, you know, yeah. it was Did like the IP section or something. Yeah. Right? And yep. it was for, yeah. for the people who had purchased, you know, X amount at the shop, like the top buyers, he was just like, Hey, like if you want these tickets here, they're yours. Like I, you know, like I love Funko pops. I could never imagine a scenario where like the CEO is like, Hey, here we're having this Funko pop convention. You spend a lot of money, pal. Do you want to have at it? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Have at it. And that was a thing like, you know, he didn't do it for like PR or as some sort of like write off or anything. It was just him out of like wanting to be generous and wanting to do that, which is like when you say like, he's like, if you, if you want to come sit with us, like that very much sounds like him where he just, yeah. he does that to people. He wants he everyone to be included. Yeah. And that was, I remember when we first started talking about all of this and like AEW, I mean, um, we're talking about merch and stuff and I'm like, we have to keep Ryan and his team on board. Like they get it. Ryan, I don't think ever sleeps. Um, cause I feel like anytime I text him, he replies back pretty quickly. Um, so it was, it was just an easy decision, like a very natural one. Like we knew that we had to keep you guys on board with us and just kind of keep growing that relationship. And it's, it's been wonderful. So I mean that definitely the feeling is is mutual yeah, with us because sure. it's always just it's it's always fun you know like we mentioned I know it's, it's we sound I sound like a broken drum where I'm like it's always fun but it is you kind of have to be there like even when you guys did C two E two and I think you guys were like oh we've we've never done something like this and the lines are for you guys are just down the hall like we had like the whole one area just kind of like sealed off and the lines are just all the way down and it's like oh yeah of course like at a comic book convention, this many people would show up. It's just, right? yeah. And, but again, it's even with us, like when we have autograph signings at the shop, it's like, yeah. I don't know, are this many people going to show up for this wrestler? And then we almost have to like start turning people. We're generally surprised by the turnout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I remember, um, coming to the shop for, what was it? Um, I think it was, the all in press conference mm-hmm. and seeing all the people like we showed up in that limo and all the people that were there already. Cause I think that was kind of my first taste of, um, like the fandom, like mm-hmm. seeing it, like, and you know, myself, I don't know. I don't, it's, I can't describe it, but yeah, it's crazy. Like everywhere any of our guys go, it, the lines are insane. It's crazy. And the fact that people are okay standing in those lines and, they're not complaining. They're all super pleasant. They're all getting along with each other. Like that I think always surprises me. Like, of course we have our bad apples every once in a while that, mm-hmm. you know, complain or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Our fans are great. 
I, I think you know what that was for the the store opening when we yeah. had we had it was you know the bullet club is coming for for the autograph signing because i remember there was people lined up like the for day blocks. before yeah. The, yeah there was like there was like yeah. a handful of people who the night before at like midnight were already lined up and I, so- I i yeah it's it's crazy to be like what like you you don't have to line up this early but just that dedication comes through and it's been mentioned like all those guys just the nicest people like i they'll sit there and they'll have these conversations and like i again we've been at other autograph signings when they show up and they're like hey do you remember me and the wrestler's just like oh yeah sure of course right but like i've, I've yeah. seen your hu- your husband and your brother-in-law sit there and be like oh yeah i remember you were from the ring of honor show in cincinnati you were and they just start having this <laughs> yeah. conversation i just imagine this person's like oh they it's crazy between the two of them like i honestly i don't know how they remember so many people like I, when I started going on the road with them kind of towards the end of their ring of honor run, um, I would remember like the ones that would always come to the shows. Like there were a handful of people. And, um, then after that, I like, it was difficult for me to remember. And I would hear like Matternet go, Oh yeah, we just saw you this town or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, how in the world do you remember this? But that is something that has always been extremely important to them is giving the fans their time. Because if it weren't for the fans, they wouldn't be where they are now. And um, it's it's almost to a fault. I love them both very much, but they will always stop. Regardless if Matt has both kids in his arms and somebody's stopping him for a picture or an autograph after a show, he'll still stop. Unless I physically am like dragging him away because we're all just exhausted. And we're like, all right, enough is enough. Like We need to get our kids in bed. Um, but no, it's, it's something that they recognize and they they will constantly give back to their fans as much as they possibly can. I, for WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, I believe it was, this was years ago. Now um, I remember asking Ryan, I was like, Hey, I was like, I I was like, could you ask them? I was like, you ask Matt and Nick if I can get in contact with their seamstress. I was like, cause I want to replicate their gear. I was like, and just walk around with it like that weekend. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, sure. And like I got in contact with whoever it was at the time, um, and recreated the their purple and yellow gear, the the one that they made the Funko Pops of. Yeah. And so I would always like wear that to shows and stuff. Like they were really cool about it. Um, and I specifically remember there was a it was a house show, a Ring of Honor house show here in Chicago, where I was like, oh, I showed up and now I'm wearing it. And that was one of those rare nights where they weren't they weren't tagging because I remember Nick was in uh-huh. like a fatal four way. And so it was myself, Marty DeRosa, Sarah Shockey. We're just kind of off to the side because, like, we didn't we didn't really have seats. Cabana was kind of just like, yeah, go ahead, come in. Uh, yeah. So we're kind of just like off to the side, and of course, I'm in this extravagant costume with tassels and everything. Uh, and we're there, and you know, Nick makes his entrance, and he just stops. He goes, "Hey, everybody, that guy's wearing the exact same thing I am." And everyone <laughs> in the venue just turns around, looks at me, and I'm just like hello and he's like come on that guy's on and just starts like a chant i was that's like i was like that's awesome and then later in the night matt does the same thing and i remember like afterwards like thank you like you guys didn't have to do that and they're just like, yeah they're like yeah but we but did it made someone's day yeah exactly it yeah. made my day um well, yep. we've we've brought up t-shirts and you know merchandise and stuff but um another big hit is and i remember this because we were talking about c2e2 are those action figures 
Yes. Everyone, like in all the wrestling groups that we're in, because, you know, we like to see the pulse. Everyone's talking Mm -hmm. about, I can't find these action figures. I mean, they've they've sold out. That's a good thing. But, like, um, how did that get started for you, making these? uh, I mean, these are some of the best action figures. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like, they... I couldn't have asked for a better partner um, and Jazzwares and Wicked Cool Toys. They have been tremendous working with Greg and Jeremy and Magic. Like, they're great guys. Like, I I don't have any history with figures um, outside of Barbies from when I was a child. Um, but Zach is our biggest critic. Um, so I would constantly go to him and be like, sir, excuse me, what do you look for? <laughs> the next toy that we make. So, um, he's cute. He comes to me all the time with different ideas. And so I'm constantly like, Hey, I've got some notes from Zach for you, Greg, and like <laughs> whatever it is. Um, that conversation started over a year ago, um, with wicked cool toys before they partnered with or became part of Jazzwares. Um, I don't know what the technical term there is, but, um, it was incredible working on it. Like it, it was crazy. We had them come out, um, to do head scans, um, in Chicago, actually last year when we were there for all out and seeing the whole process, like what goes into it. Like I never realized that they had to come and scan people's heads, like just the little details that you don't, you know, really think about. Um, and then for a couple of the guys, um, we didn't get scans of, I think it was Dustin and Mox. So those two heads on their figures that are coming out are completely hand sculpted by their team, which is incredible because you can't tell a difference from theirs versus the other ones. Um, it was a lot of fun to collaborate with them and kind of pick, um, the outfits and the key moments that we chose for, you know, wave one, that was such a special thing. And I kept it super hush hush, even from the talent and the guys, like, um, I wouldn't even show Matt, like Matt would beg me to like show, you know, like progress and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want anybody to see this yet. Like this is going to turn out great. Part of it was because I was afraid of any of the information leaking out, um, Mm -hmm. to the public you know, before it was ready. Um, that's always my biggest fear with any type of project that we're working on. That's, you know, not public knowledge yet. Um, I'm super like picky about that kind of thing and keeping things secret until it's like completely like ready to go and announce. Um, but it, it was really cool seeing them all. Um, Greg brought everything. I think we were in Atlanta. Um, it was right before we did C2E2 and stuff. And that was kind of everybody's first time getting to see the figures and you know, we got to put together that great promo. That was so weird. They were, Cody came up to me and he's like, Hey, we want, <clears throat> we want to put you in the opening of this figure announcement. Is that cool? And I'm like, like, I'm going to be on camera. And he's like, yeah, it's like, you're cool with that. Right. And I'm like, uh, maybe. And Brandy's like, you can go get your hair, make him done. I'm like, all right, deal. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm getting done up and stuff. So that was weird too. Like getting to introduce it and announce it. Um, I think that made it feel a little bit more real for me. Um, but again, I keep referencing being a mom and maybe it's because I've got two kids already, but that was one of the biggest moments for me. It's like the anticipation of the birth of a child mm-hmm. going from, you know, from the very, very, very beginning of, you know, kind of concept pitches and stuff that they sent to us to actually seeing and holding these figures. Um, it's incredible. And then the fact that we got Walmart to partner with us as our exclusive retail partner for the first couple of waves, like how cool is that? Like that we're in a major retailer, Um, of course, you know, we had a little bit of hiccup with the rollout and stuff, but thankfully it wasn't just AEW, it was just their toy aisles in general, for whatever reason, everything got delayed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for wave two to come out and wave three and so on. And 
We're going to have him eventually on shopaw.com, which is exciting too. Uh, it still doesn't feel real that we've got action figures of Matt and Nick at home. That's and so crazy. <laughs> it, I remember we got our box of them and Zach was just, his mind was blown. Like this kid literally like is wrestling obsessed from the time he wakes up until the moment he goes to sleep. Like that's all he thinks about. He constantly, I'm, I'll be in my office doing a work call and he'll come and bring in his ring and all of his wrestlers. And now that he's got the AEW rings, it's like even better. Like he will tell me, mom, you need his most recent request was he wanted thumbtacks. He needs thumbtacks for (laughs) matches. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, that like, come on. But, um, he has, Oh my gosh, he has so much fun. He's got ladders and tables and chairs and, he has all of his dream matches all the time. So poor Matt. Matt comes home from the road. And the second that he walks in the door, no sooner is Zach right there like, Dad, come wrestle with me. Come play wrestlers with me. So it's it's exciting. I think it, it's awesome because especially with the toys, like I, by the time I got into wrestling, it wasn't until later in life and I wasn't playing with figures then. So like whatever older figures I do have was relatives who were like oh i think he might still play with figures here you go you know and it, and it's mostly just all like ray mysterio and eddie guerrero because those are like mm-hmm. the guys i was into so i i hadn't like gone out to purchase figures but when these came out like oh man it, it took the hunt li- was on oh the hunt was on <laughs> yeah. i i was going to every walmart like in in illinois that i could like reach and, the, and one day I, I was just going everywhere and it was that you i could find the ring and the belt but just the figures like it took listeners of the show who reached out to me and they were like hey we we have these do you want them and i'm like yeah and then one of them smartened me up they're like if you go to ringside collectibles you can actually pre-order the second wave and immediately i just jumped on it where i was like yeah oh i was like no more search i was like oh yes please because but it was also like fun like being able to be part of that because i've I've heard stories before of like oh I, I was looking for you know this this specific undertaker figure and i couldn't find it and then finally my mom drove me to this kmart and it was there and like the the chase and yeah and, and trying to find them because even like when the funko pops came out that was like that was such a cool thing where i was like whoa like this is the closest to toys that we'll get i think like ring of honor might have done like figures of them but yeah, like, and those are fine. But like, these just look so much cooler. They're great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they've got, um, what is it? 25 points of articulation. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't really think of it that much until you're actually, until you've got one in your hands and you realize all the different ways that you can move them and like the torsos and everything too. Like you can legit, you can pose the bucks in their young bucks pose. Like yeah can't do that with some of these other figures that are out there. So just their attention to detail on things like that, all the way to the little details on their gear. Like how about the Elvis outfits that we did for the book? Like, that was crazy. Well, um, the I, turned out amazing. Well, I got to say like, so they got the Elvis gear and then they just came out with Elvis figures. I think in that same size where he's wearing almost the same gear. I was like, Oh, this would be perfect to get Elvis posed with the bucks. Oh so, my gosh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so as as we sort of just wind down here, I, I did mention earlier that um, there is a Young Bucks book coming yes. out pretty soon. Uh, what what can you tell us about that? Just you know, really really quick before we we let you go. So a fun fact, um, I don't know if Matt has put it out there a whole lot, but they the entire book was written on iPhones, oh. um, which is absolutely absurd to me because I would much rather work on a computer, but Matt is very old school. Ever since Blackberries were around, that's, he's always been one to work on his phone. So the entire book was written on iPhones. Um, we didn't, 
pull everything to a computer until we started getting the edits back from HarperCollins and having to work through things. It was a little bit easier to pull it up on a big screen than trying to work on a little iPhone. Um, but that, that's been a huge thing, Matt. That was something else Matt told me in the very beginning that he always had a dream to write a book. And again, <laughs> I hate, it sounds like I'm such a Debbie downer, like, and I'm not a believer. Like he's definitely changed my outlook on life in general, just with what he's accomplished in his lifetime. It's insane. Um, but he always talked about writing a book and he's done it. And I got to be a part of the process. Um, it tells him and Nick's entire story from birth, basically, up until mm, pretty close to present day. Um, so it comes out on November 17th. And you can pre-order it right now at youngbucksbook.com. Um, it's hit number one on Barnes & Noble a couple times already, which is kind of nuts. Um, I remember showing our daughter, Courtney, that daddy's book was on Barnes and Noble and that it beat out one of her favorite books. Um, I can't think of what it is now, but one of her comic books that she likes reading, she like, she couldn't believe it. She's like, Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So it's, it's definitely been a labor of love, but it's been so worth it. Um, we're really excited for everybody to get it and read it. So Dana, uh, we were so lucky to have you on. We know how busy you are. You know, we've been, I think we've been trying to schedule this since like the Jericho cruise, but yeah. you know, you, I mean, <laughs> you're busy. Yeah. You were so busy running around. Uh, your parents are really nice though. They were on this one, right? Or was it the last one that they were on? Um, my parents were on the last one. La this oh. one we kids i had to think about it it was when we were there for court's birthday so mm -hmm. the first one okay we had they're, both sets of parents they're, there with re us. Like, they're really nice people i remember them as well as uh papa buck uh yeah it is costume running around but uh yeah. thank you so much for joining us um where can people find you online because that's the one thing i will say is uh you're part of the facebook vip group and like the fact that people can they loved it they love that they can <laughs> interact with you and the fact that like you open up yourself for hey what like what can we do better or is this cool like I think that's really cool. I, again, I don't know that many companies that like would just go out and do that. Yeah. Go out and be like, Hey, you guys are all the people that. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of what I've done. And that's something else too, like listening to our wrestlers and having them, you know, have their input and on everything on the designs and stuff. But, um, on Twitter, it's Mrs. Matt 13. And then on Instagram, it's Mrs. Matt dot 13. So my, social plugs awesome well we look forward to seeing you again at, at shows when uh you know the the virus is is gone in a way because that is one of our favorite things is when there's a big aw show we miss it so yeah much. we miss it and then getting you know to sit with you, you when you get to sit with us it's, it's always a pleasure yeah. heck yeah appreciate you guys having me on thank you so much awesome uh we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on soon and uh in a few years when aew is just growing even bigger because when i'm watching a tv show on amazon and i see someone wearing an elite shirt that's just yes. oh, that warms my heart and i'm like yes more of that but uh thank you again dana thank you thank you guys appreciate it thank you again to dana for that interview uh, yes. we probably could have wound up talking like a another hour to, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, like she was so gracious with her time. Cause like, I mean, as you heard in the interview, like she's a wife, she's a mother. And then you know, when the kids kind of settle down, then she's also, you know, an executive for one of the largest wrestling pro promotions in the world. And like, 
her role is so near and dear to what we do because obviously we got a lot of synergy. The one thing I was thinking while we were doing the interview with her too is like, you you could almost chart our growth with the growth of the Young Bucks as a tag team. You know what I mean? As they were going up, we were kind of on that same trajectory with them. So, um, yeah, our store will always just be linked with the Young Bucks, and she was a major part of their success. You know, behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, say what you say what you will, feel how you feel about uh, you know Kenny and the Bucks, Cody, all them, but like. I I personally feel indebted to them because I granted Ryan is the one who employs us uh but a lot of our growth as you mentioned has been through them you know I I remember the countless nights of just staying up and making bullet club t-shirts bullet club variation t-shirts all elite t-shirts like I'm very much grateful for them and how successful they've been not only to like see their hard work pay off and like, hell yeah, like good on you guys. But again, like you mentioned also like they, our growth is, you know, kind of inside inside, like it's coincided with their growth as well. So very happy to see how far along they've come and how, you know, where it, it it can only go up from here is, is what I'm getting at. Um, Dave, we, you know, we mentioned up front, you know, the, the loss of a friend, and then we transitioned that into um, speaking with a friend. And with all this friend talk, I, I feel that it's, it's time to bring back an old friend. Um, we used to have a segment called the fan of the week. Uh, the wonderful Kevin Aldridge composed a, a beautiful theme for us. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be fully transparent with you guys. We've, for, we've just forgotten to uh you know to record fan of the weeks i'm not even gonna pretend like oh we've been too busy nope just forgot it uh so we figured hell 61 episodes a momentous occasion we finally got dana on after trying for god knows how long uh so without further ado ladies and gentlemen this week's fan of the week discrump and stank i'm riding today to be the fan of the week your services suck my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Hey, everybody. Cousin Jeremy here, bringing you the fan of the week this week. This week, we have a very important message from Samantha from Parts Unknown. Samantha writes Hi there. I bought a Rapungi 3K long sleeve shirt from you guys back in December, I believe. It's been stolen, and I know who has it. So I was wondering if you can give me the order confirmation so I can go to the police. Samantha, we are going to get right on that. I've got some bad news. I took the due diligence to look up the laws of Parts Unknown. And unfortunate, and I'm surprised you don't know this, but there's no laws at Parts Unknown. It's complete anarchy. I mean, that's why you have people like uh, Mankind, people like Cactus Jack, both coming from Parts Unknown. Um, it's a very dangerous place. Samantha, I should, I think you should get out of there. I mean, if this is the worst crime that's happened to you there, I think you're doing all right. But, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a good place for anyone. Um, so, uh, that's my advice to you, is to just get out. Run. 
Run as fast as you can. For, leave everything behind. The greatest thing about Pro Wrestling Tees is you can just order the shirt again. And you have to worry about all the danger. So, Samantha, that is my advice to you. And if you need any help moving, definitely ask Scrump. Back to you, Scrump. Have a nice day. Thank you to Cousin Jeremy for uh, for reading that wonderful fan of the week for us. Um, I told you it's uh, a lot of friends and family on this episode, so very yeah. excited. Uh, hey, if you want to go back and listen, if you again, if this is your first time listening, thank you for sticking around for as long as you have. Uh, we have a lot of older episodes uh, with wrestling personalities, people who work here at the shop. You know, everyone from Colt Cabana, Killer Cross, Effie, Ethan Page, Kylie Ray. Uh, Nick Aldis, Vicky Guerrero. There's episodes with, again, people here at the shop. We have uh, Gail and Rick, uh, Ryan Barkin's parents. Uh, we've got Paul Jameson, who, you know, does all the shipping. We've got, oh, we've got one with just you, Stank. Uh, I was thinking about that. But, you know, we've got some with uh, Stupid Michael of M3 Toys, uh, Vinny, Julio, just a, a bunch of people here at the shop, as well as the Jericho Cruise episode, which that's always the one that I tell people like, you should go listen to that one. Dave and I basically, uh, it's an audio diary of sorts of, uh, our time on the Jericho cruise, all the shenanigans we get up to mostly just bothering Michael. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, he hated it. <laughs> well, he hated it, but it's cause we love him, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're the big brothers that he never had. So we gotta, you know, we gotta bully the guy a little bit, yeah. but all in jest, but that one, listen, it, it opens up with Frank, uh, operations manager here at the store and his wife melissa talking about their neighbor being found dead not on the boat yeah. like at home and then it ends with dave and i uh preventing someone from dying yeah you know some boat was- yeah some boat jail talk and uh really fun uh but like i mentioned a lot of fun episodes go listen to the ones that we've done um with Again, other people not really involved with wrestling. Uh, my friend Juan David over at Sci-Fi Wire, we did a really fun one with him talking about him work, you know, just doing like pop culture, like 80s, 90s cartoons, nostalgia videos over on, on YouTube. That's pretty fun. Uh, Kevin Smith, episode 13. <laughs> uh, go listen to that. Yeah. Crazy. Go listen to that one if you already haven't. Uh, follow us on social media. Um, we're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, oh, I almost forgot. We uh, we decided we're gonna we're gonna drop our our Halloween shirt this week. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the video that uh, Jonathan Mayer did, you'll see he had uh, two exclusive stickers, and uh, one of those stickers was a Halloween one. And we're gonna go ahead and drop that. Uh, so you'll have plenty of time to, to get it in time for Halloween. Uh, what, as at the time of this recording, it should be up on the site. If not, you know, we'll, we'll definitely let you know when it's live on the website. Um, but very awesome design, like to the point where I wanted to go get it tattooed on me. <laughs> like Dave, Dave does this thing where I was like, Hey, we should just do a Halloween design and just like do a, like a orange and, purple colorway very simple i'm a very simple man i'm just like let's do halloween colors that will be fun and dave's like yeah okay okay i can do that which i always feel bad because it's it's not like i'm like david do this now you know some of the people at the shop some of the people at the shop forget that you have uh work and they just bother you for their designs uh 
but i was just like yeah we should do like a halloween design you're like oh okay and then later on that night you're like how's this look is this okay and i was just like fuck you dave like that's so good like uh i i've told you time and time again like i i'm a very easy person to please and i'm a i'm a huge fan of your artwork so almost anything you put out i'll be like yes let's do that but this is it's a really awesome design i i may still go get it tattooed i don't know the night's young uh we're in the midst of a pandemic why not just go get crazy tattoos you know <laughs> who knows but uh that'll be up on our site and hey if we still have some leftover pins so if you purchase a t-shirt we'll go ahead and throw in a pin as well as uh some of our exclusive stickers again the one thing we love to do is give back to you guys because without you guys we wouldn't have this show um this show is my favorite part of the week um like yeah well, and probably right now second because the boys comes out there. I, I i digress my favorite part of the week um and we love hearing back from all you guys we love uh you know making new friends of the show uh so thank you to everyone who's listened thank you if this is your first episode go back and listen to some of the older ones please but uh dave i believe it's that time of the week where i've run out of things to say i too have run out of things to say all right well then well uh for the pwt cast i've been scrump and this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.